They're evil, set signs of evil. Get the world famous. Yeah, that are hatched from a dead rooster. I buy that for a dollar. Those movies where they say, make my day, or I'm the worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Drop a baby, fucky poppers. Lazarus, what's up, dude? Welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, man. The legendary Mark McKenna. Welcome to the show. Yay. Yay. <laughs> That's, that's the best we can do, Mark. I'm sorry. <laughs> Round table show. If you could draw anything for Big Two, man, what would your dream project be? I would love to draw She-Hulk right here on PSA Radio. And welcome everybody to tonight's episode of the Round Table Show, right here live on PSN. Radio, of course, you can listen to us live if you're not doing so already. Every week, Sunday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, just uh, dial in to www.psn-radio.com. I am your host, Angel Espino, with me as always. Oh, by the way, they call me the Jackal. And as always, with me on the round table, I have a, an exclusive, hand-picked, very talented group of individuals, starting off with Mr. Zod Ryder, the original. Hello. All right, that was quick and, and easy. And uh, are you taking a sip of something there, uh, Mr. Zod Ryder? Yeah, yeah, you know, I've been <laughs> drinking this orange beer all weekend, and I can't I can't get enough of it. I got now, it real cheap, so I got a couple cases of it, so I've been drinking it all weekend. The reason Cheerator. I ask is because uh, it's orange beer. Ugh. Orange peel, yeah, oh. orange peel beer. It's uh, new from Bud. Well, it's Bud Light actually, so it's not it's not heavy or anything. But I've just been drinking it all weekend. So. Oh, jeez, just to, it sounds nasty. And uh, next time on the panel, as always, the one and only coming strong with the news. I'm sure this week, Mr. Johnny Alpha. Johnny Alpha, yeah. how are you doing this week? Man, I like the party. And, like, Zod asked a question um, earlier, right before we went on air. He was wondering if there was such a thing as chocolate beer. And, like, there is, but that's, like, the really dark, like, Guinness-type stuff. If you're ever in Northern California and you find yourself in Sonora, get a Grizzly because it's, it's, like, this really dark, really thick beer, and it's made with Hershey's chocolate. It's wonderful, man. Like, it doesn't sound uh, like it would be because it's kind of bitter, but it, yeah. it's also sweet and Ooh, it kicks you right in the ass too. I don't know. You it sounds wrong. Sounds good. It sounds anything great. Other, anything other than like orange chocolate sounds worse. Orange no, it's, choc- it's not. It's uh. not. There's no orange flavor to it. It's like a Guinness with with more chocolatey flavor to it. Like Guinness no, is no, already it's... almost chocolatey. No, yeah, Guinness. Is like well, that's true. That's true. It's like water oil. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying that like, you know, I was drinking that orange goo and uh, anything. That sounds nastier than that would be chocolate beer, in general. Well, if it was like chocolate Bud Light, yeah, that would be disgusting, just because yeah. Bud Light's disgusting. Period. I mean, like, I, anyway, I don't know. What right. So if it's for. a quality, so if it's a quality beer, you could you could get away with using chocolate. I could see them using chocolate with Guinness, kind of making it. Yeah, it could work. Yeah. Well, no, not with guys, with that. guys, guys, guys. Before we get offhand. Joining us as well is the very quiet waiting his turn over there, you know, probably enjoying a video game or two or maybe some beer of his own. Cold Cuts, Jason Justice. What's up, buddy? Welcome to the show. What's up, guys? I brew beer, and I can school you on that if you want some lessons. Because there's why... a billion chocolate beers. Yes. 
There's a thousand chocolate beers. There's chocolate porters. There's coffee chocolate porter. There's voodoo donut, which has maple syrup and bacon in it. There is a bunch of beers. In fact, in my closet right now, in my closet right now, I have the last beer we brew, which is a cream ale. We call it high flying I, uh, cream ale. Wow, sounds good. Now, when he says yeah. he brews his own beer, like the man ain't playing, like he's a Drew Carey of Miami. Like this dude, like brews his own beer. Yeah, brew my own beer. So I can. <laughs> you guys have any beer questions? He's your, he's your man. Now you have a YouTube help. channel that you guys did some, you know, the the hangarouters as the brew uh, chase, yes. Yeah. The as uh, as you know, a lot of the audience don't know what that, what the hell I mean when I see the hangarouters. That's a crew, uh, our crew, me and Jason Justice from back in the day, and uh, sure. you got you know a few of the members uh, created a, a YouTube channel about the beer that they brew and what's it called again, uh, Justice. It's called the Brew Jays, and it's a beer review show. So we went around and found, you know, microbreweries and stuff like that and just tasted their beer and told people what we thought about it. Um, you know, and uh, basically the show stopped because we lost our uh, editor. But now we're me and my buddy Hyman, which is the one-third of the show. Right. One, uh, one we're gonna, show. Yeah, we're going to – we're gonna yeah, we're gonna start the show. Um again, as soon as we uh secure the warehouse for the band, we're gonna nice. have the band practice there and we're gonna shoot the show there. So nice. Uh, well, look at it on YouTube. There's, there's a band involved, by the way. There's a band. Yes. Laces without shoes. Nice. It's my band. Yeah. It's my band. It's like a three that. piece. Our bassist is a lawyer, he's a jackass. Like or guitar is just yes. an IT <laughs> guy. He's a pretty cool dude, and I play the drums. Like most IT guys, we don't tend to be pretty cool dudes. Well, that's how mm-hmm. the Butthole Surfers started. They were a bunch of like lawyers and, and bankers and shit, and like they became like one of the most popular I, bands in the '90s. So oh, and that could I work love out. Those guys. I love those guys, man. The Butthole Surfers. That's one of the best oh. names ever in, in rock and roll. <laughs> just, yeah. look, just look up, just look up the song um, "Who Was in My Room Last Night" or uh, "Goofy's Concern." Or Those Pepper Man. Pepper. <laughs> Pepper's a wonderful song too. I love. Pepper. Oh, yeah. Pepper, hell yeah, that's a good song too. Well, guys, it's been kind of a slow week this week, and uh, when it comes to you know news. Uh, in particular, but I know that Johnny Alpha had a couple of topics that we're going to get to in a minute here, which are, uh, I guess, uh, you know, interesting. I don't know how I feel about uh, one of them because he's kind of a, a much older gentleman these days and the last time he stepped in the, uh, these shoes. But uh, Johnny Alpha, what do we have on the round table this week? Uh, well, pretty much the dopest news, the only kind of really, really awesome thing we have is that Sir Patrick Stewart is going to be returning to Star Trek, and he's going to be playing Captain Picard once more, um, which is which is epic for it any is like epic. Trek yes. fan. Yeah. Um, 
like the Fifty Shades of Grey guy is going mm. to be doing an Alcatraz movie. Like I don't know if that's <laughs> interesting, but it nah. was it was new news. Uh, we get a first look at what Steve Coogan and John C. Riley look like as uh, Laurel and Hardy in their biopic, and oh my god, it's uncanny. It's almost terrifying how good the picture looks. And Matt Reeves says that his Batman will not be an origin story or be based off Year One, which I guess is good because we already had Batman Begins, which was basically Year One the movie. So right. like I don't know why anybody thought he would be doing that. And um, there's a trailer for well, a brand new uh, puppet film. So it, all you Full Moon fans, you know we got your back here. Like I like Puppet Master, at least like the first six of them, maybe like something like that. But how many Puppet Masters are, uh, have they made? Like six, I think there, there's eleven of them with wow. this one. Well, we're gonna get to that. That's, in a that includes that includes the one with uh, Greg Sestero from uh, The Room. Wasn't he? Wasn't he in like an origin story, like uh, the, uh, the Puppet he, Master Begins or something like that? I think he was a Neo Puppet Master, but I'm not sure, man. Like they, like I, they, they jammed out so many of them, like during that Corey Feldman era, where like he was like in like all those demonic toy movies and stuff, like, and that was kind of like a low point for. But Greg Sestero, like that, that's actually pretty awesome, you know. So we're gonna go with that, and uh, any other uh, topics? Uh, we didn't talk about the Venom trailer last show. That's kind of like a big thing. Like, cool. I guess we can kill some time with that if we need to. Yep. Any other trailers come out this week? It's been kind of a slow week this week. Yeah. No. Like, uh, there was there was the Venom trailer, and then there was the trailer for the new Neil Breen movie, Twisted Pair, which I think I'm probably the only person um on the website that knows who he is or is excited for his films. Basically, he's kind of like Tommy Wiseau, but like kind of like the sci-fi version. <laughs> Like if you don't know Neil Breen, check him out. Check the trailer for this movie out. It looks, it looks just awesome in the most awful well, well, ways. I do a new. Uh, there's a new Tommy Wiseau movie uh, that's coming. It's going to be on home video. It had a short uh, theatrical release called Best Friends with him and yep. Greg Sestero. It's I coming out September that. twenty September twenty fifth, I believe, is the release date. It'll be released on. It's going to be released on demand. I'll Sorry. wait for the Snyder cut. I'll wait for the Snyder. Yeah. Cut. There you go. <laughs> so there we got that guys that's going to be our topics tonight we're going to get jump into it in a second here uh, tonight uh, we have a top 10 uh, list uh, Zod do you want to go with this? no <laughs> <laughs> alright so we're going to stay on the uh, personal top 10 for this week because we didn't have time to, to uh, come, up, come up with anything good so what we're going to do is we're going to uh, give you the rundown of this week's box office results in the top 10 of that and uh, we're going to kind of discuss each individual film a little bit more in depth than we normally do because we kind of have to rush through things uh, because that's kind of what we do on the round table. We rush through things. Uh, but without any further delay, let's get right on topic. Uh, guys, you know, first things uh, first, this whole thing with Patrick Stewart, how do we feel about him jumping back? And I'm going to start off with Zod. What are your thoughts on uh, Patrick Stewart coming back as... Captain Kirk. Picard. Picard, I'm sorry, Captain Picard. I know there's, okay. uh, there's probably like a thousand like, people on, on, online right now that are sending hate mail. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I'm about to send you hate mail. Yeah. Um, no, um, I, I couldn't be happier. I think it's the greatest Star Trek news that we've had in ten years. Um, the idea that they're based that they're doing a whole new Star Trek show and it's going to be based around his character I think is amazing I I mean I I could I think that's wonderful the only thing I'm worried about is that it's uh 
Kurtzman, who's doing the, who's doing it. I, he, he's got me a little bit concerned because of, because mm. of his track record with yeah. Star Trek and with this, you know, with this Discovery show and all that, which I'm not all that fond of. So I'm a little bit worried, but, but I think if they make it where it actually, where it actually is a, a show that, you know, continues on post, you know, post next generation and Voyager and all that goes beyond the 24th century. I think it'll be wonderful. And, and Captain Picard, it's awesome. Patrick Stewart doesn't look like he's aged all that much since the last Star Trek movie. If you look at him, he really looks good. And I mean, they're only, they're going to make him look better because they'll, you know, Hollywood will make him look even more like he did back then. So I don't know. I think it's, I think it's great news. I can't wait. Now, is it going to have the Enterprise? Is, I mean, do we know that much? We don't know. Yeah. We don't know any of that. We don't know any of that. The only thing we know is that it's going to be a new Star Trek series, and that he is, and that Stewart is going to star in it, and it's going to be, and it's going to, have, and Captain Picard is going to be the main, going to be the main character. Hmm. So now, I, I the only thing I'm worried about is this, does this mean we're not getting his? Not getting his cameo as the perverted admiral mm. in Orville because I really was hoping that we were going to get that. I thought we were supposed to get that cameo at the end of last year with Patrick Stewart because him and Seth MacFarlane are buddies, and I thought we were going to get that. You know, we were going to get that. I think he'll still do it. He, I, I think he'll still crazy, do it man. Because see, we all know, and even though Brett Spiner denies it, we all know that he does the voice of that robot on that show too. So these next generation people have had, you know, have had little cameos and stuff. And we know Jonathan Frakes, who played Commander Riker, has directed episodes of the Orville too. So the Orville. It's got to have Patrick Stewart in there at some point. I, I don't care. Even if it's just like a, te- a little small cameo. Well, if he can't do it, they can always get the Shatner to come in and uh, shatter. <laughs> either way. Yeah, either way it'll be epic. You know. Actually, I'd, almost ra- I'd rather see the uh, the Shatner in there instead of Stewart, you know. I think that's more of like what you know, Bill Shatner. Well, I don't think I don't off. think uh, you know, and I, I really don't think if if uh, unless Patrick Stewart has already done it. I don't think there's any chance of him doing it now, now that he has a new series coming out where he, re, you know, reprises the role of Captain Picard. That's what I'm saying. If he already did it, then we might, you know, we'll get to see it. But if we, if he hasn't already done it, then he probably won't do it. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. They're looking at police, you know, they have to. You know, <laughs> Shagner. Why not? Yeah, he was supposed to play, the rumor was he was supposed to play a, uh, a womanizing, sexually harassing, um. Come on, that's, uh, that's Captain Kirk. All the way. Well, they could just get, they could just get Jonathan Franks to do that. I mean, that's basically <laughs> what Riker was. I mean, he'd well, just be reprising I mean, his you, role. What didn't you expect, I mean, what didn't you expect a lot of these, a lot of these next generation characters who are still around to appear in this new series. I would expect them to in some in some way, shape, or form, even if it's not the Enterprise or whatever. But some of these characters will, will have to come back if they're still around. Like I mean, Wesley be washing his car all the time and stuff. He'd be like, "Shut up, Wesley! Go wash my car." <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, jump right into you, Johnny Alpha. What do you feel about the, the news of uh, Mister? Patrick Stewart stepping in and uh, doing this uh, funny gag and having this uh, show. I think it's wonderful. Like like Zod said, like I I'm a huge Next Generation fan. In many ways, it's my favorite Star Trek show. So um, 
seeing him come back as Picard, especially now in this point of his life where he kind of has no more fucks to give. Like, I kind of want to see if he takes that character a little bit in that direction, too. I mean, not to like how he is on some of his other stuff, but if he's a little more cut and dry with with the character a little more humor with it that could be really interesting as well but um the idea that it's going to be about him and a little later in his life and um just new star trek you know what i mean that actually connects to old star trek is something that i'm always going to be into especially if it's going to kind of fix the bridges that have been broken by star trek with its fans. Like I like the JJ movies, but a lot of people don't. I think um Discovery's cool. I don't think it's wonderful. I think it's slightly better than Voyager, but um I think that if they nail this, um it'll bring Star Trek back full fledged. You know what I mean? Like mm. I I'll save uh, my opinion until I get to myself. Uh but uh Jason Justice, what are your thoughts on uh, Picard? bringing back uh, the role of, uh, well, Stuart bringing back the role of Picard, I should say, in a new series, and possibly being on the Orville, if you want to you know, talk about that also. Well, I like that show that he did, where he was like some talk show dude that was a total scumbag. That, that was, was a good uh, show. Yeah. That was a good so, show. It was called, yeah. I think it was called, uh, what talk. was it called? Blunt yeah, Talk. Yeah, Blunt Talk. Blunt Talk, yeah. yeah. Blunt talk, yeah. That show, that show, I, I, I love the character he played on that. So, him and the Oroville doing some kind of freaking hijinks, that's fantastic. And, um, I mean, it's John Luke Picard, like, do you have to say anything else? It's like Captain Kirk, John Luke Picard. That's it. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, anything else? Or, are you, are no, man, it? like, that's, like, that's it. Like, I'm gonna watch whatever he's on. Like, if he makes it, I'll watch it. That's fine. Interesting. Um, what, if do, what if he does like uh, a Lord of the Rings porn parody? I would watch it. That would be I epic. Would. Oh my god, as that would be as, epic. As long as, as long as he calls himself Dildo Baggins. That would be epic. I was thinking more of Gandalf the Gay. I was thinking more of like, you know, They've actually done some really good Star Trek uh, Next Generation porn parodies, though, to be honest with you. Yeah, that, have had, that have great storylines, too. So <laughs> I, would be, I would be, you know, I would love it. I'd be like, go ahead. <laughs> you heard it here first at the roundtable, ladies and gentlemen. Porn. Yes. Oh, I don't even know if you were here for the best <laughs> one that Zod chimed in on, where he was talking about watching a VR porn while he was thinking of me. Yeah, he was watching yeah. a Ghost in the Shell VR porn while thinking of me. He actually said that on the air, Jason Justice. I said it on air. Awesome. You're right. You're so so proud. <laughs> <laughs> there is that sound clip out there somewhere. Yeah. No, but, but you're, we... a, you're a hot guy. You can't blame him, dude. Wow. No, but <laughs> think about what I just said, though. A Lord of the Rings parody with Patrick mm-hmm. Stewart and uh, the perfect character really because he says a friend in real life will be Gandalf the Gay <laughs> I like Dildo Baggins that is I, funny I, though I didn't think about, about Gandalf that Gandalf the Gangbanger that is so funny oh yeah kids Dildo Baggins we got to learn Stewart. more Patrick <laughs> Stewart banging a bunch of hot orc chicks there you dude, go dude 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 we can have like a we can have like a parody version of the uh, Leonard Nimoy song Dildo Baggins that song 
Dildos everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Dildos That's right. Get your baggins. children around the reader, everyone. Get your children multiple, around the reader. They gotta be multiple colored dildos too, Jackal. Not just <laughs> bumpy ones, spiky ones with spice oh, yeah, combo. Yeah, I'm 100 percent uh, for your recipe, so sure, go for it. <laughs> That'd be perfect. <laughs> Work. <laughs> wow. A new love for the round table, and that's saying a lot. Yep. That's this show lot. was derailed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, opinion. <laughs> wow. I can't believe I went there and you guys went there with me. But anyway, moving on. Uh, gentlemen, uh, I guess we've kind of uh, killed that topic. Oh, no, I actually have a question. Like, What would you guys think if they did like flashback episodes with um, mm. like James McAvoy playing young Picard, like... <laughs> Since like Fox already made wow. that like a viable thing that you could pull off with Patrick Stewart, like yep. would you guys be interested in seeing that? Maybe if they pulled they that off, they already have a young guy. They already Tom had a Hardy. Young, a young, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. They already had a young Picard, which was Tom Hardy. Yeah, and he, right. he looked like him. It was a dead ringer. <laughs> so and, and after seeing that um, that trailer for Venom, I, I agree. He's actually probably closer to working on television than um, hmm. than James McAvoy is. So yeah, good point. <laughs> the Venom trailer. Oh shit, that's right. Well, we're gonna get to that a little bit later. Now, what's uh, next in the round table there, oh, Mister Exactly. Alpha? You never said your. You never said oh, your that's feelings. Right. Well, I kind of yeah, chimed yeah. in with each one. I am personally happy with uh, with the news of uh, a new series with John Luke Picard. I think that's an interesting uh, route to go. The only concern I have. Uh, and you know, I'm glad Zadi, you uh, stopped me though for a second because I kind of like forgot for a minute. But the only concern I have is that, you know, they're going back to the well, not to Picard. And instead of moving forward, it's kind of like moving backwards in a sense. So, you know, I, I always like to, to go see what happens next. And I, I've actually been hoping to see a uh, a Starship Enterprise uh, with a new crew. And, uh, in fact, there's a, a huge gap. Because remember, the original crew with Kirk did their five-year mission. And then you get back to an Enterprise till many years later. It's like, it's like a twenty-year gap in between, or something like that. Right. You had the Enterprise B, which was right. which was mentioned briefly in Star Trek. Well, was seen briefly in Star Trek Generations. Right. But you really did. But you really don't know much about. And they they didn't really have very many well, adventures. No, no, no. See, but that's that's a, that's after even Kirk. I mean, do you remember in, in Generations, right. Kirk dies, quote unquote, right? And he enters the Nexus. Uh, but after the five-year mission, um, there is, a, you know, a, the, the actual um, Enterprise goes through a 25-year cycle. Right? It was like 20, 25 years where the actual original Enterprise was still in service, but it, it had a different crew. At least according to some of the lore, that it wasn't the exact same crew. So I was thinking maybe something in between that line will be interesting to see it with a whole different you know, cast of characters, um, you know, and sprinkled in and uh, Kirk, you know, Kirk will be in there. Um, but it'll be mostly, you know, an entirely different, you know, cast of, uh, of members of the Enterprise. And then, of course, you know, the movie brought back the entire crew, the uh, Star Trek movie. But that movie was set like 25 years after the five-year mission ended. So there's some story you could, you know, stories you could tell there. Oh yeah, because remember there was supposed to be a whole TV series that was supposed to 
tie in there with that after the five year mission and all that. Right. And they and that ended up getting derailed and they that's when they decided to do the movie. So Correct. Now they could easily put it as you know, the in those twenty, twenty five years or whatever it was, that that they Well, I don't know what that was. But they could make it so that um it was a completely different crew, so we could see a different aspect of that timeline ten years after the like say the Original crew, you know, went off a little bit. Just, you know, just an idea. But uh that and, you know, him on Orville, that's like a perfect fit. You know, like with, with seeing him on Blunt Talk and knowing his sense of humor. Um, yeah, I, I could definitely see him spoofing, you know, himself kind of on the Orville. That would be kind of interesting. Whoa. How did that happen? Free advertising. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about Geico. that. Geico. What? I'm going to get some new insurance from Geico now. <laughs> oh, Geico, we've been advertising on your show. Going to save us 15% or more. What? Uh, probably not. Uh, <laughs> turn it off my phone. Right, that sure. might replace your old um, Netflix um, ads that you used to provide for free. Zod, now that you're mad at him, you could like do Geico now. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm not mad at Netflix. I'm cool with Netflix. Anyway, I'm cool with him. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so that's my answer. I mean, uh, you know, take a look. You know, don't you think? Don't, but but the thing is, this could you know, as long as this moves it, if this moves it, if this moves it forward, though, that could be a good thing. This could move it forward. I mean, we don't know like how long you know humans live in the twenty fourth century. I mean, it could be you know. It, what version of Klingons do you think we'll get in this show? Do you think they'll be like the next yeah. generation, or like the the? They're gonna J-Gen? have to be. They're gonna so have the, to be the next. They're gonna have to be the next generation Klingons if they're if they're moving forward from prime universe television because if they want it to be prime universe then they have to do that otherwise they're gonna it's gonna look they're gonna get the same kind of backlash they're getting for discovery but they're gonna have to be very careful with what they do here speaking (laughs) of which is is this gonna be a streaming show on cbs yes uh, the app or is it gonna be like on tv yes it's gonna be on cbs all access that okay. sucks. I hate that fucking. Just use a v- Johnny. Just use a VPN and go on Netflix and watch it when it when it airs. <laughs> you can watch it for free through a, through a VPN in any other country but the United States. Just here's one thing. I, yeah, here's one thing though. <laughs> Knowing that, I already know there's going to be another twelve episode series. Um, you know, the which or fourteen or whatever you know they they end up doing. So we don't get the full twenty twenty four. Uh, 22, you know, like we used to get for, for Star Trek. Yeah, but we used to get a lot of filler. Maybe, like, we won't get as much filler now, and that, that could be a good thing. Hopefully. Yeah, but some of the filler episodes were actually a lot of fun on even the old, you know, generation crew. At, like the holodeck episodes will give you some credit, but like, at least in some of the middle seasons, like the filler episodes, oh my god, they were a chore to get through some of them, man. Yeah, probably, you know, particularly during the seasons where they had the writer's strike and they had a bunch of and when, people, anybody and their brother could write an episode for the show. And then after yeah. Warf, and then after Warf got that kid, oh my god, the show got so hard to watch then. I just uh, watched the episode, I just watched the episode, yeah, uh, yesterday 
of the Worf episode Parallels, where Worf is experiencing all these different realities. I don't know if you guys remember that episode, but that's a that's a seventh season episode. It's pretty really good episode. See, there's a lot of good episodes in the. Uh... Oh no! Yeah, the last the last season was actually really good until the finale, which just made no sense. I have no idea why they decided to end the show that way. So that's a little bit why I'm not happy that they're going to bring Picard back to show you that, like, okay, like it didn't end like a David Lynch movie. There's actually like shit that went forward with these characters. Yeah. Well, hopefully the. the uh... Don't get stuck in this timeline, because you know, I, I, and I'm already seeing that as a uh, as a issue with uh, the way they they're doing Star Trek. For whatever reason, they've moved away from going towards the future, and they've you know every, everything since um, well everything uh, the next generation really or Voyager has been you know prequels or you know reboots or prequels or reboots. And yeah, unfortunately, this, yeah, this is a, at least is post the next generation, but it's usually one of the main characters, the main character of the next generation, Picard. So it's so like it's connected to that series. So that's why I'm like, well, that's fun, but you know, I, I'm one of probably the, the rare individuals who actually enjoyed Voyager. So, oh, I enjoyed it too. I, I thought no, Voyager I man, no problem was with Voyager. fun. I, I yeah. loved that. All, I loved all of those shows, especially when you compare it to what we have. What we have now, my God, man! <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll take Discovery over Voyager, but I oh, I, I like no, I like the Enterprise, no. Deep Space Nine. Like it was really good at the beginning. Like it kind of it kind of went to pieces. Oh, I love Deep Space Nine, man! I can't. I, I, I After can't Babylon even. Five came on, I couldn't really watch Deep Space Nine anymore. Deep you know, Space my, Nine, my, the one with that one of nine of. Whatever nine of no, ten. That, no, that's, 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 that's uh, Voyager with one of okay. the, yeah with a chick. I, yeah, I space nine, oh, is, uh, yeah. space nine can't hold a candle to Babylon Five, but I still loved Deep Space Nine. Oh, DS was DS Nine was a good series, but it wasn't like a, a, a you know like a, your typical Star Trek series where. They were on a mission on a starship, you know. It was, it was way more soap operatic, right? Yeah, it was way more that uh, that also, and they weren't on a starship; they were on a station. So you know, you know what you got to do. You got to do to cool. enjoy. You know what you got to do to really enjoy Deep Space Nine, though. You have to You have to binge. You have to binge watch it. You have to binge watch it. Because when you watch Deep Space Nine, watching it back then when it aired, you know, it was hard to care about it because it, you know, it goes all over the place. But if you binge watch it now, I bet you you'll enjoy it a lot more because it's, you can see, you can see the tapestry. You can see what they were trying to do if you, if you watch it, you know, you binge watch it now. Fair it's enough. Tapestry. I like the, I like Good the Ferengi guys enough to give it a shot. So I'll, I'll pick up this. Yeah, it'll, 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 It'll grow on you a lot better if you if you binge watch it. Because uh, I will admit, first watching it first when I first came around, I, I I was not a big fan of it. I really, you know, didn't like it. I, I had a lot of issues with it. But then later on, it it became something that was special to me when I started to watch it. When I could watch it at my leisure and enjoy it more for what it was. So I, I think it'll have the, that would have the same impact on you if you did that, Johnny, because it's, it's a definitely a better show. It's, it's held up better over time, I think. And it's a good series. I mean, it's a, uh, probably my second or third 
favorite of the uh, Star Trek series, but yeah, Deep Space Nine was a very good show. And it got better and better, I think, better and better as seasons went on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, I think it, you know, especially, you know, like, like, cause it started, it started off strong. It started off incredible for the type of yep. show that it was. Yep. Like, the, yeah. like that, like that first episode. Oh my, but that was, that was pretty badass for, you know, and pretty, uh, and, you know, it took guts to do what they did in the first, you know, to start it off. I thought that was incredible, but, uh. And Cisco became a captain after a while. Which is cool. Yeah, well, Cisco, yeah, Cisco became Cisco became quite a bit, but Cisco is yeah, Cisco's a pretty badass character. Yes, indeed. Yeah. All right, Alpha. Now we can move on uh, because I think we all kind of agree. Picard, awesome. Uh, Picard mm-hmm. coming back, awesome. Uh, new series, cool and awesome, but it's on a streamer, and well, we'll see what we get. And uh, yeah, <laughs> they're gonna get they're gonna get millions of subscribers. Of course, this is the best. But... This is the best thing CBS could have did if they want that app to become as big as some of the other ones out there. Now, does, like, does, does this mean they canceled Discovery? Is that still going? To... Oh, oh no, 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 it's no, still no. going. Not only and not only is Discovery still going in this show. There's other. Star Trek series in development too for CBS All Access, including that con miniseries that they want to do that takes place in between the Space Seed episode and Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. Whoa, they want whoa, to do whoa, like, whoa. Are you, you, you going to be okay with that, Zar? Because we know you had your issues last time. I'll be con. okay with it because guess what? Guess what? They're casting a. They're casting. Who are they casting? They're casting a cover badge. Young, they're yes. casting a young. Ricardo Montalban type actor to play Khan. They're not piggybacking off of Benedict Cumberbatch because they realized that that was a bad decision in the first place. So, so it was an epic decision. I still be okay with it. It was a good movie, and he was an amazing. It might have been a good. It might have been a good movie, but I tell was, you, he's the second best Khan ever. All right, man. That's he would have been, he, he been a. And I and I and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. He would have been great. If he'd have been anybody but Khan, let him be. Oh, anybody. Was, come on, admit he was the second best Khan you've ever seen. Come on. <laughs> I, you know who I wanted him to be? I actually wanted him to be Gary Mitchell, goddammit. That's who I wanted him to be. I wanted him to be Finnegan, like the well, guy that used to be, be Gary Mitchell. He would have been a perfect Gary Mitchell, man. That would have totally worked. Or he could have been, uh, the, he could have been that other. Uh, he could have been Khan's right hand man, the guy in the. He actually looks exactly like the guy. If you go back and watch the episode Space Seed, if you go back and watch that episode, he actually looks like the guy who is Khan's right hand man at the time. Benedict Cumberbatch looks almost exactly like him. So why didn't they just make Cumberbatch that guy? I don't understand why he had to be Khan. I just don't get it. Because the majority of the people... Because you you forget one thing, Zodrider. They just love the cover badge. No, no, no. You forget one major thing. The character of Khan Singh, uh, that's his last name, by the way, uh, middle name Noonien, he was not actually Mexican or Latino. The actor who played him originally... Ricardo Montalban was of Mexican birth, but just because he was Mexican doesn't mean they have to like hire a minority Mexican dude to play Khan, and that's the only guy that can play Khan. Um, remember this is this was in, in hold on, hold on the Star Trek uh, universe that you know we saw the Abrams verse was a 
different timelines, different it was a mirror image, but it wasn't the exact timeline and it wasn't the exact universe. So right. he doesn't have to look anything like Ricardo Montalban. And when you actually look at pictures of Ricardo Montalban, remember when he did the movies, he was much older. And if anything, um, he was made to look Caucasian for the most part in the movie. In the series, he had a weird tan. I remember that. Yeah, they made him almost look Hindu. He almost yeah, looked it, like it, an Indian guy. He did look, he did look Indian, so, which I thought was awesome. That's great. But in other words, he never played it as a Mexican dude or a Hispanic or whatever. So in other words, they could guy anybody else. I think M. Night Shyamalan could have played him. Exactly. Oh, wow. But Cumberbatch, if you look at the way he looked in the movie, Really, other than the crazy '80s hairdo, wasn't that far off from the con of the of the movies. His facial features are very similar; um, they're not that far apart. So, what JJ did was he gave us a con which looked similar, but looked different enough because this is a mirror, Im- you know, image of the original universe. It's not that same um, universe; is kind of slightly off, you know, from that. It's an alternate verse. So I think that's why it worked. And look, Abrams is notorious for keeping things to himself to the last minute to give you that surprise element. And he flat out lied to the audience. I know you got upset. He lied to us. I had no issues with that because when I went into the theaters, one, I've been going to see that movie, you know, with, oh, well, you know, uh, he lied to us about Khan. Honestly, I, I, I wanted to know as little as possible about, about Into Darkness after seeing the first one to be surprised at the characters, to see, you know, what was new and in store for the sequel. And when I saw it, I was like, that's brilliant. He's a great actor. He's playing Khan. That is awesome. I was perfectly happy with it. I had no issues whatsoever with him being Khan. And then I see all the, like, the backlash from you and fanboys, and I'm like, who cares? I don't care that it's a Caucasian dude. I don't care that, that J.J. kept that a secret. That's not a big deal to me. The, the fact that he gave an amazing performance, I thought it was a great movie. His action sequences were on point. I mean, that sequence where he's fighting Spock was badass. It actually makes Spock look like, look like a badass, which we don't get enough of that in the movies, I think. So, he actually put in a really good dramatic performance when he's talking yeah. about his crew and he actually cries. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, he played that for Kirk. But, like, he's not looking at Kirk when he did that. And that's actually kind of some of the best, like, emotional acting I've seen Cumberbatch do. I mean, I'm a fan it's, of his, but yeah. he's not really good at dramatic acting very but often. But he did, he well, did all good the things there. you guys are saying. All he the did, okay, you remember saying, one thing. One thing said, hold on. Above everything else, remember one thing. And I'll let you get your point in, Zod. Remember one thing above that all. The character of Khan is a fictional character. Remember? Fictional character. So whoever plays him, as long as he gives a good performance and the story is good, which I thought the story was great in Into Darkness. I love that movie. Um, and again, I might be in the minority, but it, it made a lot of money. It's one of the top grossing Star Trek movies ever, so uh, I'm not that much in the minority. And uh, I, honestly, I thought that uh, he did just perfectly fine. I have no issues with his performance or the fact that he wasn't a Mexican, you know. <laughs> Well, everything that you guys, everything that you guys are saying, okay, that makes sense. So, why did they go back and backtrack and have to make a comic book to show 
how he was Ricardo Montalban first, and then he became Benedict Cumberbatch. Don't ask me how I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand, I don't understand that. No, no, no. But this is completely authorized by J.J. Abrams and Paramount in those movies. So why, if you if you think you they made if they think they made the right decision and they didn't because, of fanboys, like you, because of fanboys like you because of fanboys like you who talked a lot of junk and just had no clue what they were talking about. No, I, well, you think Redneck comic? I mean, like, I'm a huge fan of that film, and like, I just looked at him like, oh, those IDW Star Wars comics suck, so I just didn't get it because yeah. they do. I, mean, I like IDW fine, but they're Trek books. Well, actually, it was a good. Actually, it was a good comic. It made more sense than Into Darkness, but that's just that you makes, know, that's well, just does. it makes a lot more sense than Into Darkness. Yeah. But then again, that's that. See, my thing is, if that was in the movie instead of in the comic book. That would have made But who more cares? Sense. The comic book maybe is not even canon to the movie. Who cares? The movie itself, we got, look, 90% of the people who go to see these movies don't read the freaking comics. Okay? I read comics and I didn't even that's read true. the comics. Exactly. But and out of the rest of the percentage, most don't give a shit. You're one of the, 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 the was, you're oh, a minority and a minority of, of a minority. The people that they make these movies for, which which is basically the general audience, they wanted they want people that don't. And the general like audience doesn't give a shit. The general audience, you forget the general audience. Yeah, but Zad, just because you don't like it doesn't mean the storyteller has to do what you want. Why couldn't it be Khan? It's the same same question to you. You know, it's because you didn't get what you wanted. You got mad, but again. Khan is not a Mexican. Khan is a fictional <laughs> character. Anybody can play him. And, and again, they, we're going to end on this point because we've got other topics to go. We're running out of time. But again, as the character goes, if he gives a strong performance, if the script is good, if the story was good, there's something to bitch about as far as I'm concerned. And into darkness uh, was a check I, off. I, I hey, hold on. That's it. I, it was a I, check I off wanna... for me at every point. That's what I had to say. I do, I do have to say though, man, like Benicio del Toro and Antonio Banderas could have played really good cons, like if they would have give, been given the, the chance. Antonio Banderas couldn't have just let No country for old men. Who was the guy in that movie? What was his name? And no country Javier, for old men. Javier Bardem. He's not he Mexican. He's Spanish. He's from Spain. You no, racist. He was the guy. He was the guy who was up for it. Who cares? I don't care. Javier Boudin to, to, to Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't care. Cumberbatch actually looked like Ricardo Maltaman, and you're still pissed. That makes yeah, no sense been, to me. I would have been scared if Javier Boudin played Khan because, like, I associate him with his character from Skyfall, and, like, I was convinced for a second that he was going to rape James Bond. So I'd be afraid that, like, he was going to, like, rape Spock or something if he was in Star Trek. Like, that dude really, really gave me a creepy vibe in, um... Uh, Skyfall, which he was supposed to do. He's a wonderful actor, but like, I don't think I could have enjoyed the film as much. I w- it wouldn't have been as camp of a Star Trek film as I enjoyed Into Darkness being if it wasn't Cumberbatch being kind of corny in the film. Because like, if you watch that movie, like Jackal said, it makes Spock look like a badass, but Spock actually just jumps up in the air and like makes a ball fist and like bonks the guy on the head like a fucking Mario Brother character or something. I mean, like, the fight in the movie makes literally no sense. So if they tried to, like, get this really good, like, solid, dramatic actor to do it, it it just, the movie's tone would be all over the place and it'd be all wrong. You know what I mean? So, like, Javier Bardem is actually probably too good to be in that film. 
as it, as it stands. So I hate to tell you that. Like yeah. I, I'd really still go with Benicio or Antonio Banderas if they did need to get Mexican. Uh, One thing I've noticed about Benicio Del Toro, and we have to end on this. We can continue with this point. With this topic, uh, but one thing I've noticed about Benicio del Toro, especially after watching him in <clears throat> the, the uh, Cursed Last Jedi, um, is that he can't make a movie without making funny voices. Have you noticed that he can't? He doesn't speak yeah. normal. He's what's wrong with this guy? That's how he got famous. Like, he got famous from Usual Suspects playing Finster, and then he played Dr. Gonzo, and, like, I think he just can't not do it anymore. You know, it's kind of like Johnny Depp not doing his voice, you know? Like, so that's can you imagine guy how much stuck. he would fuck up, Khan? I would like to hear his Khan voice. You, you haven't heard, like, what his Khan voice would have sounded like, though. It could oh, have been epic. It could have been We would have been saying like this again, Khan, and I'm coming for you, Khan. Make him sound like John Leguizamo, man. Like no, Leguizamo is con. Yes, that would be epic. Leguizamo is con. Yeah, dude. Like fuck Benedict Cumberbatch. They did mess up. They needed to get Leguizamo to play con. (laughs) That's where we get. This place sounds like a chicken coop. Pow pow. Okay, with that now, please let's move on. What's the next topic, Johnny Alpha? I'm gonna go with Matt Reeves says that the Batman will not be an origin story or a retelling of. Batman Year One. Like, is, is this actually like news? I mean, did they just like put this out there to let us know that they're still making a Batman movie? Or like, like honestly, like the 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 whole movie was projected as like him fighting Deathstroke, him like kind of already being Batman, being an older Batman. Like, and Year One was already done like almost perfectly by film and film standards. Like, you know, I do well, not since, like. So hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Since you insist on giving us your opinion before I actually mention your name, um, go ahead. You'll be the first one to give your opinion. Because next time, wait for your, you know, a minute. Okay. Assign well, the person. Bad. I'm just saying. But go ahead, Johnny. You lead off with your opinion on, on this topic. Go ahead. Well, they've already said that, like, he's going to be, like, everything I've heard is going to be Batman when he's already Batman. He's going to be fighting Deathstroke. And since I don't like to give Nolan compliments usually, but, like, Batman Begins is, like, an epic film, and he did year one near perfect. So, like, why would anybody think that Matt Reeves would try to one-up him? I mean, like, only a retard would would try to one-up Christopher Nolan so close to after he did his film. And that's kind of all I was going to say. Is his director from New York somehow? Retard? Uh, no. no, just 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 um, your garden variety. Like they could be ex- included too. I mean, I don't put anything past. <laughs> the, Is he directing from a library? This guy, anyway. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, no. Like I mean, Matt Reeves was direct- directing from a library. I guess maybe he would try to one up Nolan at trying to do Batman Year One better. But like, I don't. I give Matt Reeves way more credit than that since he made his. Planet of the Apes movies so far away from what we'd seen before, even with the prequel Apes films of the old series. Like, I don't see him like trying to retread something that somebody else has already done. I feels you. I feels you. Um, Zod, your thoughts? I don't really care about this movie. I think <laughs> we don't what? even know. We don't even know a... if we don't know if we don't even know if uh, if Ben Affleck is going to still be Batman. We don't know if there's we don't know enough about it. Matt Reeves needs to put up or shut up. As far as I'm concerned, I'm starting to think that. The... 
Zog, you're breaking up. Oh, somebody's cutting out. I'm starting. Oh my god! I think I need. I think I need a new headset. I just, I just got this one. Not too well, you long sound ago, good now, so like, you continue before you mess up. Uh, but what I was going to say was, I, th- I think that Matt Reeves needs to put up or shut up. So too much orange peel if you ask me. That's or else his. Uh, no, it's my. It's my headset. Um, <laughs> or it's gonna, it's going to be like. Uh, it's going to be another like vapor movie, like the Snyder Cut. So we don't need any more of that. Uh, so I think, I think he really needs to come out with something for real. They need to make some sort of announcement because until they do make a real announcement, I don't think this movie is going to happen. I think we got a better chance of, of a new gem in the holograms movie coming out before. Wow. I'm almost happy that you're getting cut off there because you just mentioned gem in the holograms. I mean, he is a big fan. He is, he, big he is and that's scary in itself. Uh, you're completely gone, bro. Unplug thy plug and plug back in. That's the only thing I can tell you. That, folks, is what happens when you do live radio. Or yeah, podcast. Have you tried turning it on and off? <laughs> yeah. Have you tried muting yourself if uh, you're having that issue? But, uh, okay, much better. And uh, Jason Justice, let's go with you while while Zod is uh, fixing whatever issue he's having over there. Uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, the whole topic here of Matt Reeves announcing that this is not a Batman Year One? Um. Okay. Do you even care at this point? Uh, like okay, like how many times are you going to tell a Batman story? How many times? Are, how many ways are you going to try to spin it? Like, I mean, at this point, it's like just everybody wants to make one. Like, at this point, it's like, to me, it's like if you're going to start a movie, just have somebody do them. Just stop. If that person doesn't want to do them, stop. Like, somebody else takes it over and it becomes a different movie. And then people have their own things about that. And then they they may not like the director or they may not like the acting. They may not like the fucking casting or they may not like this. Like, whatever, man. It's classic Hollywood. It's like... You can't come up with a new idea, so let's recycle the old ones. Or let's take a known idea and spin it a different way and say it's different. Guess what? If you dress a monkey in silk, it's still a monkey. And God forbid you should spank that monkey. Well, does anybody okay. besides Zod think it's going to be like a really sad thing if Ben Affleck doesn't play the Batman in this film? I uh, hate Ben Affleck as yes. Batman. Thank you. Worst I, mean, I don't mind Ben Affleck, but he he isn't really good as Batman, especially in Justice League. He he is like begging to get out of that job in that film. Like he didn't, he even he even act bad for himself, you know. Like he, yeah. And didn't I send you guys my calculus equation on how much I hated Batman versus Superman? Uh, no, Ben Affleck was Batman. No, no but I'm that was very it. interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, let me see if I find it, and I'll send it back to you guys. I just sent you guys a picture of uh, Cumberbatch and uh, Autobahn. See similarities in the facial features? Younger? I think they should have actually maybe tried to give um, Benedict Cumberbatch a white mullet, then maybe like Zod wouldn't have minded it so much. <laughs> 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 that, it's amazing that he's he's still like so like bent out of shape on this one. I don't, I don't get it. The guy even looks like him. Anyway, just because he wasn't born in Mexico. Yeah, they hey, both have they both I, have really odd angular 
facial features. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they do have similar structures. Look at the face. Look at the, look at the, look at the, no homo, but look at the lips, the mouth, the facial features, the nose, the eyes. I mean, it's very. He looks like a young Ricardo Montalban, and look, take it from a guy who's Cuban and has a little bit of Mexican in his blood. I don't mind. I don't care. It didn't bother me that he's not Mexican born. Who cares? I don't care he's European. The guy did a bang up job. So anyway, um co cuts, chasing justice, uh don't worry about the uh, Matt Reeves stuff. You good? Yeah, we're good. We're good on okay. that. Uh my take now on the the whole situation. Uh I am ecstatic of the fact that it's not an origin because there's only so many times you could tell of uh, the death of Martha and Thomas Wayne. Mm-hmm. Martha. Martha. There's so, yeah, there's only so many times we could see them get shot in the pearls going one way and the gun mixed with the pearls going another way and and Joe Chill or the Joker. Mm-hmm. Or there's so many, you know, we've seen it over and over and over again. Now 20 years down the line, maybe 30, when it's time to reboot the character again, and they want to reintroduce the character through an Origins, that's fine. My thing is, do we need more Batman movies at this point? Uh, I mean, I'd like to see other characters get a shot from DC. Maybe give Batman a break. I mean, look, after the Nolan trilogy, you, you really, it's, it's tough to make anything better than that, than that trilogy. And when you cast it, and unfortunately, look, I like Ben Affleck's previous, either some of his previous work, but he yeah, he's just, good at comedy. He's yes, good at comedy. When he's yes, funny, yes. he's good. The thing is, I think once the backlash hit and it was so hard, he phoned it in from that point on. And you could tell by the by the performance in Batman vs Superman, where it looked like he was just phoning it in. Like he didn't, he wasn't really present. He was there, but it was almost like he didn't care. And then Justice League, he was like, it was a completely different character. It was you know, he he switched from being. One way to now he's you know, a little bit funnier, and that's not Batman. Uh, yet some of the fight sequences were really cool because of its, the special effects. The suit looked cool, but again, not enough for to, to convince me that he was cool in the role. So I Can hope you guys they recast. Whoa! Yeah. Like, What's up? Yeah. Voice in the past. There he is. How do I sound? Uh, you kind of sound like a fat Batman Ben Affleck. Yes. <laughs> Well, uh, what I mean is, uh, do I do I sound like I'm on the radio with you guys? Am I loud enough? You don't I... sound like you're getting chopped up by a helicopter anymore. Yes, that's, sound that's good, good enough. Thing. So, okay, because yeah. I can't hear myself, so I just well, <laughs> that's not a bad thing. No more beer for that. No more beer for that. No, I can't hear myself, so that's why I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know why I know why that is, but I'm not going to try to explain to you tech stuff right now on the air to fix it. So we'll we'll fix that later. Uh, okay. We'll worry about that later. Um, yeah. We we were, we have to go on break here in, in a few seconds, by the way. Uh, but you know, to close out, you know, my take on this. And and Zod, if you want to, you know, throw in a little bit more on the uh, Mattery situation, we'll get back to you in a second. But <clears throat> you know, to finish with my thoughts on this. Um, again, I don't mind, you know, that, uh, that it's not an origin story, but do we really need another Batman, you know, movie? Eh, I'm not too sure about that. Uh, but look, as, as far as retelling the origin, 
20 years down the road, I can see it if it's a direct adaptation. I see that because, you know, Batman Begins was, was, while in origin, was its own take on the Batman origin. If they do a direct adaptation of Batman Year One, that would be something I'd like to see 10, 20 years down the road. But a direct adaptation, the way that book is done. That'll be something interesting to see in, in the future. So, uh, you know, that's my take on it. Either way, as long as it's not Affleck playing Batman, I'm cool. And I like Matt Reeves' work. You know, he's a good, really good director. So uh, I'm interested in seeing it, but at the same time, I'm not really hyped uh, for a Batman movie. Uh, I think there's too many Joker movies in the works also. Um, you know, I, I, I love the, the Shazam trailer because it's something different and I would hope that DC has enough faith uh, in its other properties uh, that they could you know come up with different characters and put them forward and you know we don't continuously have to go back to Batman Superman Batman Superman let's let's do other characters let's see other members of, of the DCU before we go back to those guys and I say that also because I don't think we're going to see another Superman movie anytime soon from the reports I've seen, I uh, hope not. Yeah, it doesn't look like Man of Steel Two is going to happen, which brings me to this point real quick. Before we hit break, um, Henry Cavill might not ever replace or re- reprise the role of Superman. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? Oh, I'm dancing a jig, man. That's 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 beautiful news to me. Well, what makes you say that? Well, from the report said that there is no movement on Men of Steel two. That just well, came, uh, came out recently. Well, well, from what I from what I heard, he's he's renegotiating his contract since Mission Impossible. So. Yeah, which usually means, and that's yeah, usually yeah, that means that uh, the studio might not be interested in there. They're finding ways to get out of the contract. Look, just because you signed a three picture deal doesn't mean you're going to actually get to make your three pictures. And they can easily be saying, yeah, we're, we're negotiating something with them to let them, you know, doff easily because in in all actuality, they could say, well, you already fulfilled your three-picture deal, uh, Men of Steel, Batman versus Superman, and, of course, now uh, Justice League. So They'll give him some cream on top. They'll kick him some cash. To, to, to cancel out his contract right. since he since he didn't break it, but yeah, that that's probably how it'll go. They're gonna they're gonna liquidate it more than likely. Like it'd be the smart move. Like they haven't made any money basically on his Superman. No, and uh, Justice League. Uh, well, let's just say uh, there's not gonna be any uh, big revenue made from that movie. I mean, that movie tanked in as many ways as you can possibly I think so. It made no money. But, uh, guys, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. Hopefully, Zod will get whatever his situation is there fixed. And uh, we'll be able to get a Zod clear audio coming up on the uh, second half of the show. We'll be back in about uh, two minutes after we play uh, a few commercials.
Bonjour. <laughs> the perfect gift has arrived for this single man. The new cologne from the makers of Clintorius and Bonaire. France's most noted fashion designer, yours truly, Mr. Béchon of Paris, has developed an exciting and stimulating new scent for men. Honey, come on. You've been in the bathroom for half an hour. What are you doing in there? Just, just enjoying my, uh, Mr. Bation. <laughs> Mr. Bation. Just slap a little on. Repeatedly. <laughs> oh, 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 God. Thanks, <laughs> oh, I need it back. When you use Mr. Bechon, she won't be able to keep her hands off of you. And neither will you. Is that Mr. Bechon? Yeah, I, I think that's the scientific answer. Mr. Bechon, why not jerk a bottle off your department store shelf today? Mr. Bechon, it's not a sin anymore. <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor, movie legend. We lost her too soon. Gone, but not forgotten. Now, you can own an authentic piece of movie history. Elizabeth Taylor's Ashes. In a small commemorative urn. Remember, remember. I want you to forget me, please. For just $29.95 plus shipping and handling, we'll send you an ounce of real superstar soot. Elizabeth Taylor, movie legend. You can have a piece of her forever. Command performances leave me quite cold. Call today. Hurry. Quantities are limited. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with Key Information Solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let Key Information Solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Greetings, my name is Spud Goodman, and I am in fact a talk show host. But the Spud Goodman Show is more than just a talk show. Spud and his temporary co-host, Gerald. It's temporary permanent co-host. Super. Interview celebrities, welcome live musical guests, present fascinating feature segments, and take calls from an assortment of unique callers. Should I laugh now? And you can catch the Spud Goodman Show Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on PSN Radio. That is messed up, yo. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California gold rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www. 
secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. check out the podcast after the show is done and it's uh, archived check out the uh, roundtable website which is roundtableshow.com again that's www.roundtableshow.com you can go over there and download the podcast for free or you can wait a couple days and uh, you'll see it on youtube which it's going to be a shrunken down version it's about an hour long uh, to listen to the full podcast, you have to download it from the website or listen live right here on psn-radio.com, which is, of course, the home of the show. And uh, we're back live with the Roundtable guys, the ones, the only Zod Ryder. Hello. Okay. And Pow um, Pow. That's that on spirit. And, uh, of course, uh, Johnny Alpha and Mr. Code Cuts, Jason Justice, we're back live. Now, what's the next topic on the roundtable there, uh, Mr. Johnny Alpha? Well, before I get to that, man, I think you kind of understood how dope your little videos that you're making for our podcast are. I mean, he makes them interactive. He actually, like, the picture changes when we change subject. He, like, says who's talking. It, it's a really neat format that Jack has come up for our YouTube channel. So Thank if you. you guys watch it there, yeah, I, it'll be way more interactive and it's a little more fun, I think, to, like, actually watch the video. So yeah. if it's you, like um, Snyder stuff. It has yep. production value. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent points by you. <laughs> you guys get uh, brownie points for the week. Good job. Guys. Did someone just say the Snyder cut? Oh, no, nobody ever talked about that. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. Right. Oh, man, that reminds me of a meme. Anyway, moving on. Um, let's see, where where were we? Uh, where were we going? Uh, thank you, by the way, Johnny. That's a hell of a nice compliment. I put a lot of work into that, and hopefully uh, the audience uh, agrees with you, and uh, we get a lot of hits and likes on YouTube. You know, it, it helps. If that channel grows and 
people, you know, you know, rush to it and they start, you know, subscribing and doing all the nine yards and hell, they can even go to our Patreon page and do a little, you know, a little donation for the, for the network. That'd be fun. Look us up, PSN Radio on Patreon. We're there. Hey, look me up, Angel Espino. I'm on Patreon also. And, uh, not to hoard all our links, but, uh, just wanted to get those two out there because that does help. So if you guys want to, you know, help us out, by all means, those listening in live or on the podcast, go over there and, uh, you know, drop in a few cents. Any, every dollar counts, right guys? Yeah, please, pow, pow. please donate, please donate, we can get Saad a new headset. Yeah. For reals. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you know, like, you can get him a good headset that doesn't cut out. Yes. It's not made by Microsoft. Well, and, ma- and maybe we can yeah. help him. This like, headset is not made by Microsoft. I, that is the main problem because Microsoft usually does pretty well with uh, the headset we get. So, uh, yeah. You've got to stop chewing at the cord when you're not, you're not live. That's the, one of the main issues, I think, Zod. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stop no, trying to No, the other – it's uh, – <laughs> It's that, it. bad, it's that bad USB, that's what it is. Bad USB uh, connections. Could be. Are you you chewed on your USB connection then? Connections like 9-ball batteries, right? You I, know think, that that's not I, think, I think USB line That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. USB tripping. USB tripping. You must be tripping. Anyway, moving yeah. on with uh, what's next on the round t- uh, table there, uh, Mr. Alpha? Uh well there is a new puppet master movie it's oh, called yeah. the it's called the Littlest Reich that's that's a very fitting title for the um the the clim- the political climate of our country and um it's a red band trailer and it's pretty fun aside from the fact that the puppets are CGI now instead of like practical it's it's a little bit of a bummer but oh well you know it's the future and it's okay, cheap okay, to make okay, it oh, that way okay okay we gotta like you know shrink that down a little bit. When I ask you the topic, you don't have to give me your whole point. Okay. Okay. Now, since you gave us your point last time first, we're going to go to uh, Mr. Coca's Chase and Justice and uh, have him lead off this one. Uh, What do you think of Puppet Masters, the movie? The remake, whatever they're doing here. Uh, Jason. Let me see. Let me see how I can articulate this so it's concise. And people can understand the words that I'm going to say about this. Hell, fuck yeah! Done. See, that's why I wanted to go to him first. Because I know he's going to be done quick. Hell, fuck (laughs) yeah. That's it? Take my money. Yes. Hell, fuck yeah, take my money. That's it. Are you you worried that it's all CGI? It's not all CGI. Um, No, not really. Because everything is moving to that. So, might as well fuck it, you know. Might as well fuck it. I mean, yeah. what movie? What movie now doesn't have CGI? What movie now might doesn't as well have fuck CGI? It. I, I mean, fuck I it. mean, guys, it just to get more articulate than that on the round table. Then, hey, might as well fuck it, you know. Whatever. I mean, that's a great, that's a great way to describe by your phone. Thank you for the uh, yeah. amazing uh, sentence structure there. Might You're welcome, well. dude. It. I know words. I know words. There's one thing I know is words. You know how to brew beer. Go back to that because your words escape you right now. I know fuck it. My words are fantastic. But oh, fu- yeah. At least you didn't say but fuck it. You know? Yeah. Anyway. Why would I say that? I don't know. Don writer, what are your thoughts on uh, on this uh, topic? I, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, 
I, I you know, I could uh, take it or leave it. I don't really care. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, so you're done too. Yeah, I, I really don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I, I you find something clear in there. That, yeah, I, I just don't care. Yeah, I, I don't like it's it's. I I think it's um, past its prime. I think they should just stop, and we can go back and watch all the old old ones. It's fine. It's. Well, let me give a, a, a little bit of more of a lengthier answer, and then we're going to get to uh, Mr. Alpha, who went first last time, so he goes last this time. Okay. Oh, okay. Sounds All good. Right. Since you, you don't care, and you're the one that says that, but fuck it. Anyway, um, my thoughts on our, I think it, it's actually a cool idea. Um, I think the reason is because uh, the Puppet Master idea, which is kind of freaky in a sense, yeah, it's been done before. We've seen also Child's Play. We've seen, you know, dolls and puppets, or, you know, we've seen all kinds of stuff in horror movies already, but the main concept of the original Puppet Master was really cool, and uh, they, you know, gradually incorporated the best they could, you know, the graphics CGI they had then to the to the sequels, and it was never really good, it was kind of hokey, even the original one, the, the actual, you know, CGI doesn't hold up very well, well, the story was, was good, it didn't really, it doesn't hold up anymore. So, and I said for a long time, in horror, there's certain films that you can reboot, that you can remake, that would work. And this, I think it's one of them. The Puppet Master, I think, could be remade. Um, I'm all in. I, I, I think it's a great idea. Uh, I'm so honored I'll, I'll be in theaters watching it. So, uh, I'm all for it. And I'm not a huge fan of the series, but I, I am a fan of the original movie. And I think the original movie, while it stands as the, obviously the best one in, in the series, that's clearly the other case, um, could stand to be rebooted. So, I'm all in on it. Uh, now, Alpha, go ahead, give us your opinion. You didn't like 2 and 3, though? 2 and 3 were really good as well. I mean, like, the first, the, the original trilogy was really tight for the, the Puppet Master, but I pretty mm-hmm. much echo what you're saying. Like, um... I love Full Moon movies. You know, I loved them when I was a kid. I like Trancers. I like Robot Jocks, Subspecies, you know, all of those. Like, all great I, movies. I love, I love 80s and 90s trash. And that, that's something that's really missing from all this nostalgia, memberberry shit that people keep pumping out about. Oh, the 90s were like this. And then like, they, they always miss the trash. They always, they always leave out the trash. And it's like somebody is finally putting some, some of it back out. And like, I'm down for it, like, especially if the trailer represents the movie well, like, which I hope it does, and it looks like it does, it's going to be a proper Puppet Master film, and it, um, the CGI is actually not that bad, it's just, I loved how practical effect work the puppets were in the first couple films, and I, I missed that, I wish somebody would get back to that, but I don't think this movie had too much money, so uh, CGI is the way to go when you, when you're in that bucket anyways, so... Yeah. I, I'm down for it. I'm down. Like I, like I said, trash trash culture needs to make a comeback because, like all this happy smiley shit we got coming out constantly, it, it's giving me a headache. I agree. I concur. And uh, you know, one thing that's funny how things have flipped. Back in the day, like you know, it was so new the CGI would cost like a, a fortune, really, and now it's so cheap to do anything um, that that's the easy route. 
practical right. effects of it. Is this the expensive roundup to take? So uh, that's it's funny how things have uh, changed in that direction in Hollywood. Uh, there we go. So now what's next on the uh, table there, Mr. Alpha? Um, well, um, it's only just a production still, but um, it's something I've been interested in, the, the Laurel and Hardy, um, Stan and Ollie um, biopic about Laurel and Hardy with John C. Riley and Steve Coogan, and um, they put out a production um, still of what the actors look like, and um, I, I, I figured that would be like the next kind of a cool thing to waste a couple minutes on. Yeah. Uh, I do want to lead off for that one. Or do you not care? I think side. I think he fell asleep again. Yeah, they, I'm telling you that orange beer. Either no. that or he's some. <clears throat> he could be on mute. Well, he's he, well, he's got that special headset on. He might be on a different website right he, now. You know, he he might be speaking and he really can't he can't hear himself. He's like, well, I'm speaking and he's on mute. He doesn't understand that he's on mute. He's trying to unmute it, but his hands are busy. Yes. <laughs> VR porn. Just saying. They let out on the line. All right, since we he's don't have... He's over there chasing, he's chasing boobs around his room. Yes, since he's, there. since he's chasing Amy at the moment. Uh, we'll go to you, Johnny Alpha. What are your thoughts on the uh, Loyal and Hardy, Loyal and Hardy, or whatever reboot? I, I, I think it... Um, I think the the um, production still is beautiful. I mean, they nailed it. Like John C. Riley, like I thought he would look goofy, like with the fat suit on, but dude, he looks just like Stan Hardy. Uh, and and uh, Steve Coogan, it, he's a little facially different than um than all he's supposed to be, but man, it just oh, it just looks really good. They they nailed the look. Like I. I don't know how the film's going to be. It might be shit like most biopics, but like this production still at least has me a little have have a little hope for the film as a huge fan of Laurel and Hardy's old films. They're, they're are they better. are they going to talk in this movie? I'm pretty sure it's a biopic about their their um life. You know what I mean? Like oh. most mostly about how Ollie had um trouble when he went back to England and stuff like that. It's going to yeah. like focus on on those kind of things, from what I understand. So it's actually going to have dialogue. It's not going to be a silent film. Uh, I'm disappointed. <laughs> well, hold on. Let me ask, let me ask you a question. Um, is there any Mexicans in this? Because that would definitely <laughs> piss off Zod Rider here. God damn it. To put it in context, the guy who played Cantinflas in the movie also was a Mexican-born. Just saying. Don't get mad. Don't get mad, Zod Rider. Don't get triggered. But since we can hear you, Johnny, are you, are you done with your uh, assessment here? Or yeah, it's just else? one picture, so I don't really have too much to talk about, Just, but the picture nailed it. And so like, yeah. I'm, I'm a little hopeful for this project. I'm looking at the photo, and it, it looks good. Uh, Zai, do you want to give us your uh, take before we go to the next uh, person on the line, since we couldn't hear from you earlier? Yeah, I, I, think the, I think the photo looks amazing. I agree with you, Johnny. I'm looking forward to it. Looks cool. And uh, Mr. Colcutt, your thoughts? Oh, oh boy! Ah, uh, yeah. I don't remember much of the first one. Well, I don't remember much of the first one, so I have to like rewatch. I have to rewatch it and like see what the hell. But I don't remember much of it. It looks cool. Like I don't know much what? about it. Well, uh, did you you saw the image right on your mm-hmm. Okay. I mean that image yep. is 
And then I'll just jump into Yes, pretty um, awesome. Yeah, I'll just because it's sad that, that that's what you have. Uh I'll jump into it. Uh I think yeah, the John C. Riley, anything he's in, I'm I'm sold. Uh ever since Walk Hard. <laughs> yeah. He's become one of my favorite comedians, uh in movies because he doesn't do stand up or anything like that. Wish he did. Uh, but he's been great in any, every, every comedy I've seen, pretty much with him in it. Hell, even Boogie Nights he was good in. Um, but I think something like this is a great vehicle for him because it's a character that it's completely escaping what he normally plays. And he is in layers of makeup. I'm looking at the, the fat suit. And you're right, he looks spot on as uh, as the character. And... Uh, I think he's going to nail it. This is a, a very interesting movie, and, and the fact that it's about these two characters that you know are from Hollywood's golden age, but just you know that aspect of it, actually doing a low and hardy biopic is interesting enough. You get John C. Riley, I'm a hundred percent sold. I'm in this uh, for sure. I'll be the opening night, to be honest. Hell yeah, for sure. Right, I don't move. think we've really had one about, like, Golden Age Hollywood since Chaplin, right? I mean, like, that's the last one I can actually remember. <clears throat> well, you, you get, well, yes and no. I mean, even the Cantiflas movie, uh, you kind of, like, see that's part of that golden era of Hollywood. Because while he did Mexican movies, remember he also did, you know, uh, Around the World in the right. Days. I mean, he was part of, you know, that yeah, era. Yeah, he was boys with Chaplin. Yeah, I forgot right. about that. And Chaplin he came out saying that Cantiflas is the funniest comedian he'd ever seen. So that's high compliments from a, a comedy genius. Uh, but with that said, the, you know this uh, this Laurel and Hardy uh, biopic uh, definitely is up my alley. I, I'm dying to see this uh, as I see in this picture. I'm sold 100. percent So that's going on my uh, top 10 list for sure. As must watch. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, next topic at hand. Uh, let's see what do we got, Johnny. Uh, the Fifty Shade director, James Foley, is set to direct an Alcatraz movie. Does we even want to talk to about that, or do we want to jump boo, into our reaction of the boo, Venom trailer? Boo, 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 Venom trailer, boo. Yeah, I'm not really interested in that. In yeah, that. it's going to be like a bondage movie about Alcatraz, because oh. I, <laughs> I don't know if I'm down. Yeah, yeah here's the thing. I, I don't like prison to begin with. I'm not a fan. So, you know, the Shawshank Redemption did nothing for me. Uh, well, it's a good movie, but it's not it one is. I can rewatch. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel you. Prison. And uh, yeah, not that I've ever been to prison or experienced the the anal butt pleasures that they experience in prison. <laughs> uh, never been there, never done that. Uh, but here's here now, I say, but really tentatively, I'm just not interested in Alcatraz. I don't want to see people in jail in prison. Yeah, I've seen enough of that. Um, it's not something I'm interested in. So. Not, yeah, moving on. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I just, it was, it was something that was in the new news, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I grabbed it in case somebody wanted to talk about it, but since Fifty is, Shades is attached to it, I figured. <laughs> yeah, it's the same director, right? From yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Fifty Shades, Fifty Cents of Shades or whatever, of Grey. Fifty like Cents of Grey would have been a like better a, movie. Yeah, Fifty Cents, exactly. like a Fifty Shade of Grey movie. Like I'd have watched that. Like Curtis is my homie, man. I'd watch that full be spanky. I guess I don't know. It's spanky. <laughs> It'd be crazy. Naughty. I guess. <laughs> uh, so spanky. next to the table we have the uh, Venom trailer, right, Johnny? Yes. yes. Okay, the Venom trailer, 
And uh, I'm going to let Cold Cuts leave in on this one. Cold Cuts, Jason, what do you think? It's about damn time. It's about damn time. I've been hearing shit about it. I've been hearing people tell me about it. And it's there. I like it. I mean, I don't know how it's going to turn out. Because, you know, trailers usually stuff that's never going to be in the movie. So, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I love the character. I've always loved the characters as I was a kid. I always what? thought of the fact that you bring an alien out and the alien tries to take over. He takes it away and he goes, oh, yeah, really? I'm going to get another host. Somebody who hates you. Mm-hmm. I'm fantastic. It's, it's, it's awesome. So, um, yeah, I'm going to watch it. So, me and my favorite person in the world, Rosa, we're going to go watch it. Because we're going to watch it. We'll figure out a way. She's yeah, in Georgia yeah. right now. But I'll figure out a way. We'll yeah. watch it. The, 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 what do you think of the uh, main actor playing? Um, I was know? a little whatever about him first. Like Tom? Yeah, I was like, I don't know. I mean, he's a good actor. Tom Hardy. But, then I, but this is the thing. But then I thought about it and I was like, you know, that guy can actually play Act. a character. So. Yeah. I mean, we're, yeah, talking, so we're, like, talking about, we're, we're talking about Topher Grace here. We're talking about yeah, Tom fucking Hardy. I know. I King know. And, and that's... Here's Picard. Like, I, see, see, I know, but this is the thing. Like, I was thinking about it in the sense of the the way I think he looks, like, from the comic books, like, in my head. Right, like, it would right. make him alive. And the way that he actually looks. And I'm like, no, but then I'm like, wait. Hmm. If that guy makes me believe that he's not Tom Hardy... Doing that, it can be worth every single penny I'm going to pay for it. Because it can turn out to be fucking great. Because the movie has a lot of fucking character in it because yeah. of what it is. Because of how he becomes what he does. He doesn't really choose to be this thing, but then he is. It's. I love the story. So I just. And the CGI looks pretty cool. So fucking yes, we're going to do this. Johnny Alpha, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I I was actually pretty happy that they casted Tom Hardy because he really surprised me as Bane. Like I, when I when I first heard that he was cast as Bane, the only movie I had known him from was Rock and Roll, and he was so small and so skinny in that film. I was just like, but he uh, bulked up. He was he was unreal. He, pl- he played Picard. Yeah, he was really skinny and small in that too. But like I, I didn't know that that was him until like after like. Batman came out, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't put together that that was the same actor, uh, but the only thing I really recognized him from is I knew him as Handsome Bob from Rock and Roller. So, um, <laughs> so when I was thinking of Handsome Bob's gonna be Bane, I was tripping, but then I saw him and I was just like, Jesus, look at that dude get juiced out. And, um, he's about the right size to play Eddie Brock, and it looks like he's acting his ass off. He's doing a really good, um, New York accent, way better than Tom Holland can pull off. The only problem, I have it. The CGI looks good, and I love the story arc it's based off of. I love the Lethal Protector comic. I like that they're going to take it to San Francisco. He's not going to be a New York hero um, right off the bat. I think that that's neat, but I don't know. The shots that they kind of showed in the trailer, it really made it look like that first Ghost Rider movie, like Daredevil movie era of Marvel film. It didn't. It looked pretty schlocky. I, I did not really feel the scenes that they added in the trailer. I hope that that's just a really bad first trailer because we get those very often. But yes. um, I'm hoping that those are just dailies and um, the, the, a lot of those shots won't make it to the film, like Justice said. But I, I'm hope I'm hyped for it. I really 
like Venom. I'm hoping that they might get to the point where, like, they do the Flash Thompson agent Venom storyline in a film sometime in the future. That would be beautiful because I love that story arc of the character especially. But, yeah, um, I'm feeling it. Um, I think Tom Hardy is acting his ass off, but I really hope Sony doesn't screw him over like they're so used to doing with Spider-Man properties when they don't have Marvel's help. So Yeah. 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 You know, it's funny because I I was – Thinking you know, before I, I heard that they cast Tom Hardy as uh, as Venom, uh, what what would be the perfect role for him? And 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 I, and I saw an image of him as Wolverine, and I was like, that works. He looks spot on. But then I then I hear him as Venom, and I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. And for a while, I was you know I, I didn't want to really get too heavily involved or hyped. Just because the last time we had Venom on the big screen, on the big screen, wasn't that great. <laughs> yeah. He looked cool though. He did look all right. It's he just, looked okay, but it wasn't that great. Let's just be honest. Topher Grace didn't exactly nail the character. But it, this is Tom Hardy. He's a different actor. He's a different take. It's a. Uh, it's it's not the same. As Spider-Man Three's Venom, so guys, if you're worried, is it gonna be like Spider-Man Three? No, it's nothing like Spider-Man Three, so don't worry. This is a different take on the character. While it sticks to the comics, kind of. Um, Tom Hardy, just about anything he's in, I'm I'm pretty sold on. So I'm interested. I'm gonna go see it opening night, at least maybe opening weekend. Uh, it, the CGI, I didn't have a problem with. I actually liked the the first trailer. I thought it was cool. I didn't have much yeah. of an issue with it. Um, I think that uh, it looks good. It looks serious, you know, which is good. Uh, I, like, I like the fact they're having the uh, young Spider-Man from the, uh, the MCU in it, and uh, that's cool. And he's going to make a cameo in it, which you kind of oh, have to. Yeah, he's going to cameo. Um, maybe not as Spider-Man yet, because, you know, they're trying to build this as a Venom movie. But the uh, Tom, what was his name? Yeah. Holland. Holland. Okay, I did not... I didn't know if he was going to be in it because they were kind of playing coy with whether or not it was going to actually directly tie into the Spider-Man just yet or not. So that's cool. That yeah, are... this is a direct tie-in, and he is going to cameo in it, but they haven't announced if it's Spider-Man, which I don't think it's going to be. I think it's just a, like a quick Peter Parker reference where he comes out maybe as uh, Eddie Brock gets a job at the same place where, where you know he's working at or something like that. Uh, I think that's what we're going to get, but that's, it's good enough for me to build that bridge for the uh, the next, uh, you know, Venom sequel or the next Spider-Man movie after uh, Homecoming 2 or Far From Home, I guess, is the uh, title for the next Spider-Man, Spider-Man movie. Um, so it's a nice bridge to that. Also, it bridges to what I think Sony wants to do more than anything else, which is a, a, it, they want to kind of like build their own universe that is yeah. right next to the MCU. And when I, when I say that is, and, and this will be kind of cool if they, if they manage to pull this off, um, there's a Sinister Six possibility spinoff from this, which if they do that, we could then incorporate those characters into the MCU and then possibly have them showcase in a future Avengers movie, which will be kind of neat. So there's all kinds of possibilities that can go with here, and uh, that's one thing that you know that gets me excited about you know this particular movie, and you know it's good that Spider-Man, Spider-Man one he is participating with the MCU, and you know they they're now you know he's part of that universe. 
Um, they could build an entire universe, you know, on the side with so on many Spider Man. Yeah, and then just yeah. have them show up once in a while on the. You know, well, well, the I mean, MCU. well, from what from what I've seen, Amy Pascal's already announced that they're going to do a Silver Sable and Black Cat movie called Silver and Black. They got a Craven the Hunter film, and right, I hear yeah. rumors of a Prowler film, and so they're yes. they're already kind of setting up a Spider Man universe because Spider Man has basically kind of like the X Men, like they really could just have a Sony like ver- part of the MCU right. where they really don't have to ever have him back in the Avengers. And if they do it right, they could have his own little world with all these different characters that they yep. pop up in films and then they could have sequels if they, they test well, you know what I mean? So it, if they play it right, it could be wonderful. You know what I mean? It, it could actually like free up a lot of stuff and show p- fans a lot of things that they didn't think they'd actually see like a sinister six or silver sable or the hood or a lot of the really weird kind of small characters. Cause Spider-Man like Batman has a wonderful rogues gallery that's reserved just to him that Marvel cannot touch. So there's just all these wonderful villains that are just being sat on by Sony that um, if they play their cards, right, they can unleash them all and kind of like in neat ways with different, heroes that are under spider-man that are connected to him that marvel can't use too like prowler and um the uh, what's his name the paladin and like all the other little kind of goofy guys that show up and work with him in his books mm-hmm. well they haven't been able to use these characters before but now since they're kind of like you know cool with uh with marvel and disney and they're you know using the spider-man character uh you never know some of these other characters might show up eventually in the uh mcu somehow sprinkled in here and there maybe uh in the future incarnations of spider-man films that are connected to both universes uh but that's you know we're all i think in on it uh zod you want to throw any more in there i'll wait for the snyder cut (laughs) there you go i knew that was coming okay what's uh what's next on the round table there mr alpha that's kind of it, man. You want to you want to get into the top ten and like really take our time going through it because like it was a dead week of news, brother. Like, Actually, like that, that was, was all that was not bad. I mean, that was going to be a lot worse than that, so it wasn't too bad. I mean, there you go. So that's uh, beer number ten. <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, yeah, let's get to the top ten list this week. Uh, top ten box office results. It's going to be, uh, let's see, let's start off with number 10. Uh, we have Teen Titans. Uh, they actually have a movie out and uh, made $4.8 million. Teen Titans go to the movies. It looks kind of cute. I mean, I don't like the animated series, but the trailer looked um, – because I saw the trailer for it before Batman Ninja, and it looked a little more adult than the show did, and there was a really rad um, spoof on the Aquaman. They're like, why is Teen Titans getting a movie? Well, if Aquaman gets a movie, then why shouldn't we? And I was just like, that's actually awesome. No, so, they, yeah. they, I'll they support a, that. They get a series. They get a series where they can where they can, uh, <laughs> they can piss all over Batman. So There you go. It, it opened up pretty decently. I mean, for a uh, you know little cartoon, uh, it, it, it did pretty well. There were twenty three million worldwide, twenty million uh, here domestically, uh, which is not bad for you know for this kind of movie. Well, so, most of the most of DC um, animated films I like don't even get wide releases. In yeah. Them. So like, it's kind of neat that one finally did, even though it's tragically for Teen Titans Go and not like Batman Ninja or like New Frontier, Gods Are Monsters, or one of like the truly I, exceptional movies. I think that Death of Superman movie should have got a theatrical run. That's pretty good. That animated Death of Superman. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. Has, has they put that out? Is that out already? Yeah, it's out on oh. uh, digital. Not so, and it's coming out on Blu-ray on Tuesday. It's amazing. It's a great okay, movie. I'll, 
I'll pick it up. Hmm. I don't usually buy on demand shit, so yeah, I'll get. I just didn't see the DVD this week, so yeah, I usually pick those up right when they come out. So yeah, it's really good. Well, it's uh, it's on itself for its second week now, and it's dropped off uh, pretty big, but it's still okay. So T Times uh, brought in four million this week, up you know total twenty something million for or twenty million for its uh, total run so far uh, on a very minuscule production budget, only ten million production budget. So. It's already brought in its uh, <clears throat> its budget, which is good. That means Warner Brothers, a, they actually turned a profit on the movie. <laughs> uh, this is already done what Justice League could not do. Yeah, release the Snyder cut. There you go, pow pow. All right. Well, number- if Snyder did a, like an animated film, that might turn out better because like their animated films are great, whereas their live action films just oh my god, like. Like as, as much as I like Wonder Woman, like the animated Wonder Woman film Wonder was much Woman! better than the, was much better than the live action Wonder Woman movie. And I love Gal Gadot. I can look at her for hours, but I'd actually rather watch the animated movie. Well, down to number nine this week, and uh, a movie that's made a ton of cash. Uh, another animated movie, Incredibles two, brings in five million bucks at the box office. This is eighth week of release. And that five million, its uh, domestic total now is five hundred and eighty-three million. Damn, it's a uh, billion dollars worldwide, four hundred million and four sixty-three in the foreign markets, or as Alex two point Alex call it, the out of here numbers. And that's not surprising. I mean, like they built the hype up for that, and people yep. have been waiting forever. And I guess the people that didn't see it when the before the Mandela effect made it go away the first time, but like since yep. it's back finally for so everybody can see it like um it's actually pretty good i actually like it better than the first one it's actually not a ripoff of a alan moore comic it's mm-hmm. its own story um the characters are actually a lot more fun i found in this one like i didn't hate the dad as much as i did in the first one so like <laughs> it, it's definitely a better sequel now i'm really hoping for um big hero six part two don't let me down didn't you i hope they don't take you know 20 years to make a part three or 10 years or 15 years uh yeah uh, the movie was fantastic. It's closing in on 600 domestically, uh, which is amazing. It's a, 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 think about that, guys. It, a $600 million movie for a sequel. It's incredible. It's insane. But those are the numbers we're getting for these uh, blockbusters. And they say Hollywood is dying. And the yeah. theaters are dying. Yeah, they're, 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 they're going to close all the theaters because of streaming services. I'm like, yeah. Uh, Infinity War made that much money. Like, The Incredibles just made that much money. Like, I, I don't see how. It's weird. I don't. I don't. I don't. I obviously don't understand the numbers. No, Hollywood's making so much money. They're more money than they ever have. But yet somehow they want to sell the narrative that yeah, the theater uh, experience is a dying experience. No, it's not. It's not a dying experience. If anything, there's a whole new renaissance right now because they keep jacking up the price anyway. So they're going to make money. Tickets are, what, like 15, 20 bucks now? I go to matinees. I go see them for like six fifty. But yeah. And if, and if you get the movie pass, you can see all this shit for free pretty much. You just pay a monthly fee. So. Oh, no, movie pass is dead. Like, that, 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 that's no, dead. no, 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 no. They, they reworked and they're still going to be alive for a while. They're not dead yet. Okay. Last I heard, last I heard, they were shut down. Like they closed down because they wouldn't have enough money to back the um the Mission Impossible tickets. And then like they they actually got shut down and had to beg for like a five million dollar loan. And then that I heard like kid. they were only 
Now that 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 loan actually they restructured and what it did now, which is actually pretty, it's pretty brilliant. Um, certain blockbusters like a Mission Impossible, you can't just go see it during opening week, which makes sense to me. I mean, you know. Well, yeah, because like the, the way that their business model was set up, they were they were bound to, to to end in flames. You know what I mean? They had a business model that was right. made not yeah. make them any money. I so. mean, the, the way I see MoviePass working is if they stick to like allowing the user to buy it to watch, you know, every uh, uh, you know, every and any uh, smaller movies that come out. Uh, they might not have the hype, so they could, you know, at least get people in the theaters, so they can build up a little bit of hype and build up a little word of mouth for those smaller films. And it, you know, they they do pay, I'm pretty sure, a percentage of whatever the movie pass brings, bearing the numbers to those movies, so it helps increase their box office revenue. And then, yeah, you can see some of the bigger blockbusters, but I think it'll be it makes perfect sense to at least make the audience wait a week or two. Before you use your movie pass to, you know, see these other bigger movies. And that's kind of where they're going to go to. And that's a, that's a, a, I think a right business model for that to succeed. So, you know, that's the restructuring they did. I think it'll work. I think movie pass is going to be around for, for a long time. Because it is a, a cool idea. It's just the execution of letting anybody watch whatever they wanted with it that's not feasible for any company. I mean. Right. <laughs> I mean that's just it's not gonna work. You know, I mean you're gonna go belly up, you know, immediately, especially when you're having to pay these big blockbusters percentages. You know, it just it doesn't work, you know, well for you. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, moving on, let's see, a billion dollars, amazing. Uh, number eight this week, The Darkest Minds from Fox, which is now owned by Disney, as we all know. But then 5.8 million on this first week. I have no idea what that is. It's number eight. With 5. It looks pretty million. cool. It, it's, um, the producers of Stranger Things made it. It kind of looks like an X-Men type thing, like with people with psychic powers or something. I just saw like a really quick trailer for it. Looked interesting enough to like check out when it comes out on video, at least. Well, there you go. It's a $34 million budget. It's printing about 9 million worldwide. Again, 5 million, 5 million this week, domestic. Four million foreign, uh, or out of here in a roof, you know, Alex. Uh, so nine million total. Uh, it's got a ways to go before it, it uh, actually, uh, you know, brings back a little revenue. But uh, it looks interesting. I'm looking at the poster, and it looks like a cross between, uh, yeah, it looks like a cross between between Stranger Things and X Men, kind of, from the poster. Gives that vibe. So, uh, The Darkest Minds. I'm going to have to check that out. It looks interesting enough. Number seven this week and down from number six last week with 6.1 million. And it's been out for five weeks now. And it's, it's doing really, uh, interesting numbers. It's about to get to 200 million domestically pretty soon. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Pow, which pow. Has, has brought in a total of 426 million worldwide. It's really, you know, it's, uh, better than this budget. It's made, you know, uh, money for the, for the studio. It's doing what it has to do. And it's uh, a fun sequel. Uh, it's a, it's a great tie in to the rest of the universe. And for those of you that are saying, well, it didn't break a billion dollars. No, but it's going to be about a $500 million blockbuster worldwide. That's pretty no, damn no, good. 
anybody that expects Ant-Man to make a billion dollars is smoking crack, dude. Like, I love – he's my favorite Marvel superhero. Like, Paul – but I, I never even had illusions that it would get close to that because he's just not that big of a character. I mean, like, sure, the Black Panther, but he kind of had, like, a – like a edge to him, you know what I mean? Like, I think he's one of the only single hero films besides Iron Man that even got close to that, right? Well, no, Black Panther uh, blew over a billion dollars easy, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. but uh, Iron Man with Iron Man three is like the only other single hero film to actually do that. I think right? so. Yeah. From well, the MCU. Well, no, no, no. Um, Captain America. Which one? Civil War? That's not a single movie. That was a, that's basically an Avengers movie. They, they just yeah, tragically it, called it, it Captain America. But it's still Captain America titled, so I'm going to give it, it had, credit. It had Spider-Man, it had Iron Man, it had Rhodey. And it like, it, it, to me, it should have been called Marvel's, uh, Marvel's Civil War or Avengers Civil War. But yeah, I guess it is a Captain America movie yeah. technically, but it's not really a solo film. But it still made a billion dollars. So Yeah. So... There you go. Um, I love uh, Ant-Man. I love the sequel. I, I'm happy that it's doing well. Uh, it's going to be over $200 million uh, pretty soon, so that's fantastic. I cannot wait for the third one. And uh, more inclusions of the Ant-Man character, because it's a great character. And you're right. Anybody who thinks oh, that it's going to make a billion dollars is smoking crack, but it's doing really well. $500 million is nothing to like laugh at for this kind of movie. So. Ha, ha, ha. Exactly. It's a, it's a fun movie, guys. Go watch it. You're going to love it. And uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Hey, what do you no. think about Michael Pena as playing a con? He's Mexican. He could totally play con. Anyway, moving on. Number <laughs> six this week, down from number four last week, and it's, let's see, on five weeks of the release, a uh, Sony Pictures, they brought in 8.2 million this week, Transylvania 3, Hotel Transylvania 3, and uh, it's a summer vacation, and is voiced with Adam Sandler. Take that, Hollywood. Good. He oh. needs a hit. I feel so sorry for him because his newest movies have actually been pretty good. Like it's le- at least he's getting a little credit for something finally. Netflix. Yeah, his Netflix films are probably actually better than this thing is, but at least he's making money somewhere. Dude, this movie has brought in three hundred and thirty-eight million worldwide on an eighty million dollar budget. So it's more than made profit. Two hundred and two million foreign, one hundred thirty-six domestic. Um, another hit for Adam Sandler. And I'm happy for it. I am a Sandler fan. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I like that he's uh, succeeding, and uh, my hat's off to him. I think uh, I, I hope he does uh, more big movies and continues to uh, make us laugh for a long time. So, uh, yeah, I heard he's up for Batman. That would not shock me anymore. Hey, I think he'd be good as the Hulk. Like he would be good as the Hulk. Actually, think about this though: Michael Keaton played Batman. Michael Keane was the 80s Adam Sandler, practically, and was a comedian. Uh, he kind of like the 80s John C. Riley because it's like Michael Keaton can do drama and comedy. Like, Sandler tried to do a little drama with, like, Click and stuff, and, like, that's that's what, like, ruined his career. So punch, when he actually came drunk, back and... Love, punch, hey, punch Drunk Love is one of the best movies ever. I hate that movie. I hate Paul that Thomas movie. Anderson. Love that movie. That's and, uh, my boy is my favorite Adam Sandler movie. There, there you go. <laughs> Andy Good Sandler. night, everybody. Thanks for coming. There you go. Uh, number five this week. <laughs> That's my boy. Uh, number five this week, Equalizer 2, which is down from number three 
another Sony Pictures, and that, that brought in 8.8 million, and it's on its third week of release, Equalizer 2, of course, uh, with the great Denzel Washington. On a $62 million budget, $87 million so far total. You know, uh, Flop, anybody? What do you think? Uh, I don't know, man. Anton Fuqua can never really win, can he? Like, he's no. a good director. This is a damn good movie. Like, I don't see how John Wick 2, like, was able to sell well, but this one didn't. It's like, they're, they're, they're like the same caliber of really good sequels to really good revenge films. It's like, ah, how come Denzel and Antoine can't get that same break? Because they're, they're missing a main ingredient, Johnny Alpha. Dude, like, Keanu Reeves is bitching, but Denzel yes. Washington. Just as badass. Dude, you said you see how you knew exactly what I was going to say? Keanu Reeves. Now moving on. Uh, number four this week, Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Brings in oh, wait, 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 wait. Before you talk about Mamma Mia, though, let, just let me add something here. Oh, go ahead. The, Sorry. Go ahead. There would be, it would be interesting to see a John Wick and Equalizer like team up yeah. movie, like a crossover type thing. I'd love to see something like that. That would be badass. That would be epic. That yeah, would be that's epic. what that's what we need because then Dan Denzel would have that main ingredient, that that Keanu bitching. Yeah. I think right now after after John Wick one and two, you can put Keanu on anybody's movie and it's going to be a hit. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I watched that Siberia movie and it sucked. I'm sorry. I got Keanu was good in it, like always, but the movie was just un... like so boring. It just oh, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, but that anything. was like a limited release small indie movie, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So... Yeah, it was. But still, it was Keanu, and like I'd like to give the guy mad props for everything, but yeah, like, well... keeping it real, son. I, I was actually just worried that like Zod was gonna pop in all drunk and talk about how awesome it would be if Zack Snyder did a fucking ma- musical based off of ABBA lyrics. So That'd like, <laughs> just happy he kept with like John Wick and Equalizer. That'd be epic, actually. And uh, number three, the well, one, uh, number four, I should uh, say again, Mamma Mia. Here we go again, nine million uh, at the box office this week on its third week of release, and uh, down from number two the last week. And uh, so far, uh, domestically, it's brought in ninety-one million on a seventy-five million dollar budget. Uh, total worldwide, two hundred thirty million. Which, mama mia, that's amazing in itself. That's yeah, looking in, for a part, yeah. looking at a part three. Yeah, we're gonna get one. God damn it, mama mia, one last time, man. Yeah, I don't know. They're running out of ABBA songs. I bet you to do fucking song musical numbers are over. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan, his career has not exactly gone. Right oh, way. actually, he's the he's the best. Only reason to watch the first one, man. Like he is hilarious in the first Mamma Mia. The rest of the movie, eh. But like Pierce Brosnan, like being all cheesy in his Hawaiian shirt, singing ABBA, it, it it's classic, man. Especially if you get nice and baked. Oh man, I could I watch that for days. <laughs> yeah, you were going on that, Jason. <laughs> uh, no comment. You're a big <laughs> ABBA fan. Come on, you got a comment. I know you love ABBA. Everybody here loves ABBA. Right. Really? Really? No, not really. No. Okay. Just Zod Ryder and Zack Snyder like ABBA. Everybody where's, knows that. Where's, where's Art? He liked ABBA. Yes, rest in peace. Uh, let's see, coming up next, uh, this new this week, number three, and uh, a movie I'm definitely not interested in watching in, in any way, shape, or form, from Lionsgate Films, uh, and... Uh, it's called The Spy Who Dumped Me. 
Oh wow! Hmm. Is uh, is Mike Myers in that one? No, it's uh, starring Mila Kunis, Kate McKinnon. Oh wow, she's yeah. hot though. Uh, the cast is not bad. It's Julian Anderson from the X Files, so that's interesting for me. Yeah. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mila Kunis and uh, Kate McKinnon. I actually might change my stance on this movie. The, the spy who uh, dumped me came in uh, new this week at number three. Twelve million, twelve point three million to be exact, on a forty million dollar budget. So it, it smells like it's going to be Flopsville for this movie. But let's see if it has any legs and it uh, turns a profit in the uh, next couple of weeks. Number uh, two this week, also new in a movie I actually do want to see, and it brought in $25 million at the box office, and that's Disney's Christopher Robin. That's right, yeah. folks. A Winnie the Pooh movie starring the one and only Mr. Ewan McGregor himself, Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's right, he's in this movie as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Tony Winnie the Pooh. We will make this into a Star Wars spin off movie. We will. Well, I just really like the way that the, the Pooh characters look. They kinda of look like old ragdolls and shit in it. Like it's a really neat look for the film and it just right. looks cute. It kinda of, kinda of reminds me of Hook, like if it didn't suck. So like I have high hopes that this is gonna basically be like Hook that doesn't suck. So with that Winnie and, the Pooh. Yeah, then anything with Winnie the Pooh and you and McGregor together, I'm in. I mean that's yeah, especially that scene when like you and McGregor you know, gets stuck in the tree, and when he's like, "It looks like you've been eating too much honey." I'm like, <laughs> "That's it, oh, you, man." <laughs> it doesn't take more than that to, to hook me. I'm 100 percent going to watch this movie this week at yeah. some point when I have some time. Uh, so the Christopher Robin movie, if you haven't seen it yet, it brought in 25 million this week. Total number again is 29 million worldwide. It just opened in uh, some selective uh, countries in the foreign market, so it all gains steam as it goes along. I hope, and I hope it uh, it, it brings back more than its budget, and we get maybe a sequel well, out of it or something. Because I love the characters. Not, it's going to tragically not get released in China because their prime minister, like, like basically, like Pepe the Frog of China is Winnie the Pooh. They say that uh-huh. like he looks like him. So like, there's all these fucked up memes about the the. the Prime Minister of China, so like Winnie the Pooh's not going to actually be able to be shown there because of that, which is going to mess with its numbers a little yeah. bit. But it seems like it's doing pretty well over here, so I hope that like it can just do well in normal markets and foreign markets, right. not the China bump. Well, with the summer, you know, getting well underway now, I hope that there's enough legs in this thing for it to like last a while here and get close to at least a hundred million dollars, and you never know. You know, it's, the, I'm not too sure on the on the production budget, but I'm pretty sure it's not that high on this movie. So it, it should be enough that a sequel maybe it could be in the works. So I, I'd love them to see them continue this. Uh, if it's a, if it's a good movie, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm hoping that it's a good movie. And if it is, I would love to see them do a, a sequel to it to continue forward with uh, Christopher Robin. It's a, it's a great idea. For movies, so let's see what happens there. The and, Winnie uh, the Pooh cinematic universe. There, there you go. go. Why not? Everything else is getting a damn universe. Why not? That's true. Yeah, starring Hugh uh, McGregor. Number one this week, and uh, it's on the second week of release, and it's down to thirty-five million for this weekend. And that uh, was number one last week. It's number one this week, and of course, I'm talking about the Tom Cruise-led. Mission Impossible Fallout by uh, Paramount, which, uh, look, 
Tom Cruise, love him or hate him, his movies make money. They're blockbusters. And, you know, I haven't seen this one yet, but from what I hear, this movie is incredibly good. It, it's good. Yeah. yeah I, I like it. And I, you know how I feel about that that midget. So. Henry Cavill yeah. was great in it. Yeah, no, it's all, that's what I was going to say. It's also awesome that Henry Cavill actually gets to see what it's like to be in a number one <laughs> film for two weeks in a row. <laughs> like, don't get yeah. used to it, Henry, but, like, welcome. You know, enjoy it with your mustache. Well, remember, this is the movie that the mustache was the uh, the culprit that caused all the issues for Justice League. Oh, so. It was all Joss Whedon. The mustache had nothing to do with it. That's odd. Now, on a worldwide scale, this movie's brought in uh, $329 million. So it's doing very well you know, on the foreign market also. It's, uh, it's uh, 124 foreign, I mean domestic, and 205 in, on the foreign market. So it's doing well. In total, uh, you know, by numbers wise, uh, it's doing well in China, it's doing well, you know, in all kind of parts of the, of the world, so that's good. On a $178 million budget, it's gotta reach 400 million at least to break even, maybe 450 million, but at the pace it's going, it's gonna obliterate that, so I'm not yeah. worried about that. Uh, you know, to the next Mission Impossible movie, cause it's gonna be like You'll, you'll love it, dude. It's made really well. It's it's like the perfect like homage to '90s action, and I I wish I could say that about a different film franchise because I'm not too fond of Cruise, but this one nails it. I mean, it's it's like as good as four was. You know what I mean? It's like the best one since then. So like three and four are really good, and like this one's right there with that. So I think you'll dig it. It's it's probably one of the best, if not the best one that they've done. So that's what I keep it, hearing. It, yeah. It, it it deserves the credit that it's getting. It's actually a very very solid, very epic action film. So if you're looking for that kind of thing, like you won't find a better one post um, Infinity War this year, in my mm. opinion. So far, anyway. And it, look again, hate him or love him, Tom Cruise he, he keeps making good movies. I mean, Jack Reacher is a good movie, uh, or Jack Reach Around, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Jack Reach Around. Yeah. yeah. Um, the first one was good, anyway. I don't know, but. The second one, I didn't really see that one, uh, but that first one was really good. Uh, he, you know, he makes good movies. I, I, I like him as an actor. I don't hate Tom Cruise just because he jumped on the couch on Oprah because he was happy that he was banging Katie Holmes. Oh, and that's not why I don't like him. That's yeah. not why I don't like him. That's a silly reason to hate somebody. That's like, where. That's where. Yeah, but that's where the backlash with Tom Cruise started because of that oh. incident. And I'll tell you what, guys, if if I remember banging Katie Holmes. I'll be on every show you can put me on, jumping on couches. Are you kidding me? I don't know. You'd be getting Tom Cruise's sloppy seconds now. You'd be, like, dipping in midget splidge, man. Like, I wouldn't be down with that unless it was, like, Henry Dinklage or somebody cooler than Tom Cruise. Have you not seen some of the women in his past, Nicole Kidman? Yeah, and they were all tortured to leave his evil white supremacist alien cult. It doesn't matter. Even the leftovers are damn good quality female. So I'm kidding you. It's damn good quality. And if you're offended in any way, folks, by the uh, sexist comment I just made, please address that to insults at the roundtableshow dot com slash Johnny Alpha. Yeah, um, um, <laughs> yeah, man, send it to Disney to make sure I never get a job there. There you go, pow pow. And with that, guys, that is the top ten box office results for the week. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Zod Rider's headset is that enough for this week. Um, Zaidi, so there are you in limbo? 
I'm trying to figure figure something else out with this headset, but hopefully I won't have this problem in the future because I'll be getting a new one soon. So good job, good, good job. They got the they got the two day delivery on the Amazon, son. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm gonna have it for, have it by Tuesday. <laughs> it don't take long, dear nephew. Uh, Guys, thanks for uh, being here this week once again on the round table uh, from uh, Jason Justice, Mr. Cold Cuts, who, of course, but fuck it, gave us some of the best audio drops for this week. Thank you, Jason, once again. Bam. See? Hell fuck yeah. Hell fuck yeah. You saw that? Another gem from Jason Justice. Good job. Alpha, thank you for uh, being here. And uh, Zod Ryder, again, thank you. Guys, thanks for listening in. This is PSN Radio. This is the Roundtable Show. If you guys want to hear more, go to roundtableshow.com right now and get the rest of the podcast. It's all free. And uh, hopefully this will be up there pretty soon, loaded up. Uh, so you can download it for free in its full uncut version. Once again, roundtableshow.com. And uh, look us up on YouTube, Epic Roundtable, the Roundtable Show keywords man look them up if you can't find us see the other uh, organic way which is typing the url you know so just look us up and uh, find us you can also look us up by going to the main website and clicking on the little youtube link that's on there it'll go directly to the page uh you know join us on patreon once again psn radio is on patreon please support the network support the shows we'd love to hear back from you so uh you know drop us a line uh, on the website, there's multiple ways of doing that, so go to uh, roundtableshow.com. Until next time, folks, this is the show. This is the network. We'll see you, hopefully, we'll see you next week right back on the Roundtable Show. Good night, everybody. Peace. Later.